Welcome back. It is the one and only Dion, and with you know, you guessed it, another podcast. And I am going to be talking about, you know, my personal California narrative on how I came out in the just city community family that um, I grew up in, you know, been around, and how it just has shaped me as a Californian, you know. Um, I'm also going to be relating this to an article that I read called, oh, excuse me, California, Why We Come, Myth or Reality by Doris B. Nunez Jr. And also a documentary called Forever Chinatown um, that was on the story of Frank Wong. So after reading these and how I actually even came about my California narrative on coming out as gay um, was reading about when Eunice in California Why We Come Myth the Reality talking about California being this ooh I cannot talk today this myth um, and like what people make of it and what they have in their heads of like oh I'm coming to California for the California dream or to be in the entertainment or to do yada 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 this and that da 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 and it made me think of what I thought coming out was going to be like for me and what I thought the community was going to be like. The, you know, not just the gay community, but LGBTQIA plus community. Um, and, you know, the world and, you know, my city, my family, the, my everybody who was just surrounded around me. I mean, what the myth that I had in my head and just the idea of what I had in my head of what it was going to be like if I ever came out. And um, so we're just going to focus on that first before I get, even get later to into Forever Chinatown, Frank Wong, yada, 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 yeah. So before I came out as being gay, you know, to my dad, actually, it's not even to go to my dad because my dad was actually the big part that I really wanted who I really wanted to come out to, but I would say coming out to just friends. Like, I think I was found it really easy to come out to, like, my close friends, you know, because it was tight, it was secret, I didn't really want people to know, you know. Um, and, you know, people would ask, and I'd be like, nah, I'm not that, yada, yada. You know, I was just really hiding. I just didn't really want people to know because I had this, you know, idea and, and you know, and this myth that like you know it wasn't okay, and people would hate me, and I would get bullied, and like all these just negative things would just come towards me, and I, you know, and I didn't want that. You know, I wanted to be liked, and I wanted to have all types of friends, and to be loved, and to be accepted, and I just thought that you know my community, California, the world was just not going to accept that, and the life that I wanted to live was not going to be able to be lived if I came out as being gay. Um, and slowly, you know, like at school, I felt like I was able to be myself. You know, I had those little incidents where people would make fun of me, laugh, bully, blah, blah, blah this and that. Um, but I always felt free at school and it made me think, I think, you know, that this is how the world is going to be. 
So I wasn't really afraid because I felt like I was cool. Like at school, I was like chilling, like, you know, like, besides like little things, but I usually didn't let that get to me because like I had a lot of friends, like my friends would back me up. Like I was chilling. I was like, okay, when I grow up even more, um, cause I didn't come out until 10th grade. So I thought before then, you know, I was like, okay, you know, like this is how life is going to be. Like, you know, besides my family, um, that you know, I was going to deal with negative people, but I was going to always have people to back me up and this and that. But my fear for, I guess, my family and my dad mainly was that although even though I would have this community outside of my family that would accept me, which I did, like my friend, you know, um, yeah, my friends and, you know, just people that I was, I was around by with. Um, that accepted me and loved me. I wanted to, if, if I didn't have my family to back me up, none of that stuff mattered. And at home, I would just not be myself. Like, I would just be so closeted and, like, act very, like, hetero, a mask, and, you know, um, this, not myself. I would just put this mask on of what I thought I should be and how society wanted me to be, um... Which obviously then later on, you know, I realized that, that wasn't the case. But I just thought that I couldn't just be myself. I couldn't be gay. It just it was a no. Like, it crossed my mind that I was like, no, this is never happening. I'm never coming out. Like, I'm just going to be out to my friends. And I'm just going to have to keep this secret forever to my family. Which it was like, shitty. Like, it was like, it was just an indescribable, like, I can't even think of a word. But it was really bad, for lack of a better word. Um, a really bad feeling. Um... And, where am I going with this, sorry. Um, So I was just really scared of what that would be like. And, you know, eventually I did come out to my dad in the 10th grade. And my dad was very accepting and very understanding. And along with a lot of my other family. um, And then I came out, you know, I was, I mean, I came out to the world. Because, like, before I came out to my dad, I was like, in my family, you know, little people knew that I was gay. It wasn't like, if somebody asked me, I was like, yeah, I'm gay. Like, if people asked me, I was like, no, are you black? Why does it matter? Or, you know, change the subject? Or yada, 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 I like what I like, da, 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 you know. Um, but I think once I came out to my family, that's when I was out. And I, you know, had these myths, I guess you can say, of how life was going to be and my even my dad had like you know I guess we're just gonna keep going with the word myths but myths of what society was going to be like for me when now that I was out and my dad was like I so not only am I dealing with the struggle not the struggle with the with carrying on, I guess, the baggage, I guess, I don't know. I just hate to use these words, but, because they shouldn't be negatives, but I'm already carrying on that I am a black person. And now I am carrying on being gay. So it's like, you know, how it was a double whammy. I mean, I, I don't see them as negatives in my case because I love being black and I love being gay but I you know so the way society is just set up being black is just 
can be a bad thing and being gay can be bad and being both is like hold up say your ass in the house um so my dad was trying to let me know that like me going out to this world now like there's some things I gotta watch out for like people are not gonna treat me how they want to treat me because like I've already dealt with stuff of being black and dealing with racist stuff and people being ignorant and uh, just a lot of unnecessary BS and ignorance of people. Um, but now I'm carrying on people already making up stories and t- saying stuff about me because of me being gay. And people were just having these misconceptions and just false information about me. That is untrue. And it made me start thinking like, dang, like, the world or, you know, just wherever I go, this is how it's going to be, you know, like California, since that's where I, you know, live now and grew up in for basically all my life. Um, California is going to come for me in a way that I am not going to expect and could never really prepare for really, you know, I mean, yeah, like, when I first came out, I was just like, I'm out, like, what do you do, like, there's no, like, there's no book, or like, there's no real structure to be like, now that you're out, these are the steps to survive in the, in California, you know, um, or wherever you go, but, um, yeah, I don't think I was ever prepared, you know, I was just happy that I was out, and I thought, the gay community would love me and I would have a home no matter what and my family loved me and friends who loved me and you know I mean that's not the case for everybody but for me that was and yeah you know I just I just I it was like the myths that I was being told of what California was gonna be like with me coming out and the ones that I already had made up in my mind and then just seeing stuff of like TV and like I would watch like documentaries and like look stuff up or talk to my other friends that were out and just I would just have all these like different stories of what it was going to be like to be a gay man out there, you know? And it was like very overwhelming because it was like now now I can't go back now I can't go back in I mean like I'm out but it's like now do I go back in and be like okay but you're just kidding not gay like yada 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 to survive and it was like no like I already had been carrying on so much baggage on me for so long and I was like I can't I can't do that at all um so I just started you know just slowly easing my way and, and watching the world around me and seeing what I should allow in my life and what I shouldn't allow in my life and what worked for me and this and that. Um, So these myths kind of were true, but also not true. And I made California how I wanted it to be, you know, how I saw it through my own eyes. And I don't think anybody could ever really tell me how 
it was going to be or what I should do because, until I, because they weren't me, you know, they aren't me. Um, and it was like, now it's up to you. Like, people can give me all the advice and tell me all these things and be like, this is that, yada, 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 and this and that. But I didn't really understand what it was like until I lived it, you know? And I'm still living it. I'm still learning what it's like because, like, I had a lot of friends that were of the LGBTQIA plus community. And, um... I have my friends be like, sis, when you go to therapy, people are going to be trying to snatch you. You're so cute. People are going to be this and that. Don't be out there hoeing. Don't be this and that. People are going to be catty. People are going to be trying to read you, throwing shade. Like, it, the gay community is a lot. And it is. It is. It is. But, and there are some negatives to the gay community. And I have experienced some of these negatives. Just as people being grimy and people just not being back, having your back for you and people, you know, being in competition and just seeing how you're living and that being a positive and them knowing that they may not ever get to that and being mad at that because the way you're living your life is not how, your way you're living your life is how they wish they could live theirs. Um, So, the myth that I thought of the gay community just being this loving family, open arms, was not real. I mean, was not fully true, but it is, on the other hand, um, a great community, and I love it, and I've learned so much from my community, um... And been so informed from people of all ages, you know. I just learned so much from, like, little kids who are here and, like, some of my friends who are older and, like, just going to, like, Long Beach Pride and L.A. Pride and, like, um, centers that are, um, you know, centered around, um, like, my community and... Um, just learning so much. And I think it has to do, like, these myths of what it's going to be like to be gay at her. What it's going to be like to be a black person out in the community. What California is. What the dream is. What, you know, this myth versus reality. I think all this comes from what you surround yourself with. And I think if I were to surround myself with a lot of negative things are, you know, just like a community that was like bad, that would create my reality. And then I would end up telling people, you know, down the line, or like if people would ask me like, so what is it like to be gay in California or, you know, where you are? And I would base it off of that, just like I do now. And that's my own myth. So if I was like, you know, as I came out, if I was like, oh my God, this is so horrible. Like, California's just whack. Like, nobody's accepting people. Just so grimy. Like, wherever I go, like, 
it's just sad. Like, the only people that accept me are my family and my friends. But, like, when I go to the store, people are just giving me looks. I'm getting teased. People don't want to help me out. Like, I'm not getting jobs. Like, my teachers in school are being, like, evil towards me. That would be my reality. And the myth that I, the story that I'm telling to people would basically be my own myth. And it, the person who I am telling, if they wanted to find that out, they would have to live it themselves and see if that is really the truth or not. And they shouldn't have to rely on fully what other people are saying. And that was my case. Like, I was, you know, listening to other people and taking in advice and hearing what other people were saying about what it was going to be like. But... I didn't know until I stepped out there and faced it myself. And some of the stuff that these people said was true and some of the stuff that people said was false, you know? Or not necessarily false, but false for me, you know? It was was true for them, but false for me. So, ooh, excuse me. Um, I think when somebody questions me and says, what is it like? It's like, this. I know what this is like, but this is what it's like. And what it's going to be like for you is going to be what it's like for you. And you have to go out there and figure that out for yourself. You can't fully base something off of what other people say. You know, you have to experience it yourself. So do I believe California and, you know, the gay community, black community, whatever, is a positive place and a loving place and opportunities and this and that yes I do but I also think that there is a balance to that and it's going to be what you surround yourself with what you allow to be and what you make it so that's what I feel like it's like and then now we can bring this into this conversation about forever Chinatown with Frank Wong I really enjoyed that Frank Wong, who, you know, lived in Chinatown, moved, and then da, 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 he came back um, to Chinatown. And he was like, this this Chinatown isn't like how it was when I grew up. And he made these miniature figures to resemble the moments that he had, you know, growing up. Because, you know, he wasn't seeing that when he went to Chinatown. He missed the things that he used to do when he was younger. Um... So he made these little mini miniature like houses and stars and like a kitchen, you know, for his grandma, which is really sweet. And that was like really touching to my heart. Um, I was just thought about my grandma. But anyway, sorry, that was sidetracked. But he made Chinatown what he wanted Chinatown to be. That, you know, he was surrounded by all these things and he was told like this is what it was like and saw and you know, but he made Chinatown how he wants to be, you know, his reality, you know. And I was like, that's what I'm gonna do as a gay black man. I'm going to make wherever I go how I want it to be. Well, how I want my life to be. If I want my life to be positive, I'm going to make my life positive. And you know, I've had people try to make me drift away from that and I've had negative, you know, just energy sometimes and people telling me this and I've dealt with complicated people and situations. But at the end of the day, my life is going to be and my circumstances in my community is going to be how I 
want it to be. And sometimes I can't structure the outside and what, you know, I mean, because I just said that, sorry, that's really contradicting. But, you know, I think what I meant is to say is that I can't necessarily construct, hmm, how do I put this into words? What my surroundings do, but I can control how I want to be around some of my surroundings and what I want my surroundings to be. You know, like I can't go to, I, I mean, like, let me see, let's give an example. So say I go to, um, let's say I go to like the store, I guess, you know, or yeah, the park, let's just say the store. So say I go to the store and I go to the store and you know I haven't really been to the store and you know, I'm going in and I'm buying stuff and I just get bad vibes and people are being mean to me and this and that. I can choose to keep going into the store and dealing with that or addressing the issue and bringing it up and be like, yo, I don't like this way of being treated, change it, yada, yada, yada. Or I can not make that be my reality and shop somewhere else that is more accepting, you know. Or go somewhere, you know, go somewhere else that, you know, is more accepting or just, yeah, just not go there, you know. Um, or just not give a damn and walk up in there and be like, this is me. You said to not make fun of me all you want, boo-boo. But I'm going up in here to get my groceries and go out and I got, I'm coming here to do one thing. I can care less about y'all. So I really appreciate Frank Wong coming to, you know, to Chinatown and creating... Yeah, how he wanted to see, I really enjoyed in the documentary where he was just walking down his, you know, cultural wear and just not caring. He just didn't care. He was just happy and he was just loving who he wanted to be. And he said he is the God of longevity. And, you know, he just was just being himself and he was just so happy and confident. And that's what I do every day. I walk out this house and I'm like, I am going to live my best life and I'm going to try to do the best that I can and create my reality, you know, and not listen to these myths so firmly and allow my, you know, personal life to be how I want it to be and create my own narrative of what it's like to be a gay black man here in my community, California, the world, you know, I'm going to create my own personal narrative of how I want it to be and how I see it and, you know, hopefully, you know, inspire people and tell people that about that and if anybody comes to me, of course, I'm all ears and willing to tell anybody um, what it's like. But that person shouldn't allow my story to be their story because it's not going to be. They're not me and I'm not them. They should be inspired by that, learn from that, you know, educate themselves on my story or whoever they're speaking to, and then figure out how they are going to either live this myth or reality and go from there, basically. Create their own life, create their own personal narrative. So I really hope, me speaking, sorry, it was a long, a long tangent of really hope my personal narrative, California narrative, um, was very insightful and very helpful. And thank you for listening. But I do want to leave on this note that 
you are only you at the end of the day. And don't get so grasped up in what other people have to say about other things. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be totally different for you. So you have to allow yourself to create your own story. And allow yourself to sometimes just go and live. And not always do it through somebody else. So that's all I have to say. Thank you guys for listening. Really hope this helped. Love you so much. And until next time, this is Dion, and I'm out.